0: talky talk podcast from the media bias.com joining me today is david hello <laughs> and david hey what's going on and tj who's the first david i don't know <laughs> it's horrifying uh, but, passed uh, down the gutter. did did you guys <laughs> did you guys also have that sinking feeling when the bell hit for the intro and no one was here to intro the show I didn't realize how often Brent is here for the recordings until he's
1: not here. True, yeah. Have we we done it yet?
0: I don't even know. It's only been
2: 20 (laughs) seconds. There's a 50% chance this does not make it. (laughs) (laughs) Brent's a good shepherd. But
0: uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the most recently assigned homework. I'm not going to say last week because I don't know. Uh, But uh, I assigned the Jim Jarmusch film Down by Law was available on the Criterion Collection site. I keep giving love to that. I think my last two picks were Criterion Channel. Yeah, it's a that, cool service. The app is improving greatly. Very yep. quickly. I've like, noticed a remarkable difference between watching Last Emperor and watching this.
2: Yeah. Kudos to them for doing that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, whoever they've got on their tech op side is really kind of busting and hump for this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we're going to talk about Down by Law and... Uh, you know, I think last time I talked about this, I said that I wanted to talk about Jim Drummer's films, and then... Later, oh, I think I said I wanted to talk about Gus Van Zamp films. You did. Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, scrapping that, I want to talk about uh, musicians who, came, who turned into actors. Uh, it's t- Tom Waits has uh, had on numerous occasions in interviews in like the 70s and 80s mentioned to uh, interviewers that, that he was quote-unquote done with music and just wanted to be an actor, Mm-hmm. uh and has you know since you know been in a bunch of movies so I kind of want to talk about that some of the some of the good some of the bad some of the weirds uh, but never the good the bad and the weird <laughs> um but yeah so to continue talking uh I will isn't that the best segue? just <laughs> say it, to continue talking so before
2: I was talking and now I will be talking
0: <laughs> it's like per perpathy talk, yeah. more talking <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, so Down by Law It was a film came out in 1986, directed by Jim Jarmusch, uh, starring basically only three people: uh, Tom Waits, John Lurie, and Roberta Benini. Uh, and it, you know, it's the story about you know New Orleans lowlifes. And the movie opens with kind of showing their, the part of their life in New Orleans before they get arrested. They show Tom Waits. Uh, Going through a bad breakup, they show John Lurie. Sorry, I'll use their names. They show Zach, Tom Waits.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, going through a bad breakup. There's a fairy in the room, and we're trying to swat it away. Going through a <clears throat> a bad breakup and getting all the shit thrown out on the street. Uh, they sh- they show Jack, played by John Lurie, um, who's kind of like a pimp. Yeah, or, I, think I think you would He's, a, he's not a successful pimp. one, but... I yeah. Lazy pimp. Yeah, like in like, the French Quarter, it seems like, from the architecture mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And then uh, we see a little bit of Roberto Benigni's character. Roberto, or Bob, as everyone calls him. Uh, but just having like a passing interaction with, uh, with Zack.
2: Basically just says, like, it's a sad and beautiful world. Yeah. <laughs> and sounds like, all right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's New Orleans for you. And then it,
0: it, it shows kind of how uh, Jack and Zach get set up. They get arrested, uh, and like the longest scene is uh, DJ Zach riding in his car, doing kind of like a fake uh, like late night weather report and news segment, and then gets mm-hmm. pulled over by the cops because the car stolen. He was just paid a thousand bucks to drive from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and then the movie really starts, I think. Um, and it is uh, Jack and Zach in prison in the Orleans Prison Parish, Parish, Orleans Parish, Orleans Parish, Parish Prison. Parish. prison. Mm -hmm. so the OPP yeah you know Mike um and uh yeah it's just kind of about the bonds between these prisoners yeah it's interesting they don't
1: focus so it leads to a prison escape yeah and that's pretty much the movie we've said it now yeah Mm -hmm. they get away as far as we know yeah um it's interesting they don't focus on the escape though at all it's like a very like tropey prison escape thing it's like how did they
2: do it yeah Mm -hmm. and this
1: is just them hanging out kind of
2: yeah movie's not that interested in the, the process as much as it is in the characters and the world. And fair. If you yeah. want to shortcut that, it doesn't add much if that's not the kind of movie you're going to tell.
0: Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um,
2: yeah, I kind of like it as
0: like, you know, you've got a movie about a prison break, and this is not, you know, talking shit about Shawshank Redemption, because lots of movies have taken, and not that it was the first, but it has definitely seemed as the best, I think, like, whole cloth. People think that that is the best prison movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it kind of takes that thing that got parroted so often. And instead of the tools being, you know, the rocks and the little hammer and the poster, the tools in this are the people. Mm-hmm. And so it shows it shows them kind of manufacturing their escape and getting the prison break. But showing them getting closer and, you know, Jack and Zack like, you know, they are rough and tumble and are basically not on speaking terms until Bob shows up, and then Bob shows up, and then they have to, like, kind of get by, you know, the language barrier with him. Mm-hmm. And so that, that to me, was the whole, like, quote-unquote planning the escape, was they couldn't have done it by themselves, and together they're able to.
2: And they could also couldn't have done it initially. They have to, like, kind of hang out with each other, you know, kind of shoot the shit before they're all, they're... they're Character tools are kind of honed to trust each other to get out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they do trust each other some, but you still have that. I guess the the one thing that makes it fun, aside from Bob, which is Roberto his character, mm-hmm. who makes the whole movie pretty fucking silly. Yeah, um, you do have that like constant bickering and bitching between Jack and Zach. Yeah, Jack saying they like, don't really trust each
2: other until the last scene, kind of yeah. like,
1: and even then. They just agree to go different ways. Yeah. it's like, okay, we don't have to see you ever again, so yeah. it's fine.
2: I like that uh, Jack tells Zach, like, for a person who talks all the time and is pulling teeth to get you to say a goddamn word. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: He's so, it is so like, shocked that he's, a, like, a DJ. Yeah. It's like, how is that even possible? You haven't said a word in days.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> Tom Waits. Tiny Tom Waits, by the way. Baby Tommy. Oh, yeah, this is like, Skitty this Tommy. is like
0: Crooner Waits. Yeah. Um. And it's not even baby Tom Waits because the guy's been making music since like the 60s. Right. So there's an even babier version of him. <laughs> uh,
1: he, was, he was a baby once. No, he wasn't. I don't believe
0: it. He was born fully formed with a glass full of whiskey and a cigarette in his mouth. He
2: came, he came out of the womb with a goatee.
0: <laughs> came out of the womb. Get up off your cross. <laughs> Fuck. This baby's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, in general, what do you guys think?
1: Uh, Better than fine. I don't want to say fine, but it was, it was good. This is, I do want to say for people who know, because this is a director who might be kind of on the cusp of being, like, well-known and not well-known. Mm-hmm. Somebody that, like, cinephiles probably know real well. Yeah, but, like, outside of that, he doesn't make, like, blockbusters. So this is one of his, like, I it's, like, his top five rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. So his highest rated is Patterson, which came out a couple years ago, mm-hmm. Chris reviewed on air here. Yeah, it was really high on it. Yeah, uh, that's Adam Driver kind of... I feel like we use this term too much, but slice of life kind of movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bus Driver poet. Um, and he's in the news now because he had a what was set up to be kind of a big film this year, but it's kind of... not Bond, but not lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. And that was the Dead Don't Die? Yeah. Won't Die. Dead Don't, don't. Die. And that's the Bill Murray Adam Driver, Chloe Savini yeah. film. But uh, this is definitely up there for him with... In his catalog, yeah, one of the highest rated.
0: Well, he's he's a real like actor's director, and just kind of he sets the stage and paints the portrait, and then lets people kind of do their acting with his weird lines, because his 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 writing is certainly unique, um, and I mean, coffee and cigarettes is one of his more famous, one of his highest rated, and one of his more famous. Releases Because if people our age, is probably the one you would know him for. Yeah. That may
1: be Broken Flowers just because of it kind of riding the coattails of the other Bill Murray dramas
2: at the time. Yeah. yeah. Close to Lost in Translation. Right. But it's like, it's,
0: you know, Coffee and Cigarettes is just, it's a series of conversations starring, like, completely discreet actors. Starring 25 people. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, there's no real overlap between them. And, like, the famous scene is the Rizza and the Jizza at a diner and Bill Murray walks up and is playing a waiter yeah. and they're like wait you're Bill Murray and he's like oh you got me <laughs> like, so he's he's a real actor's director in that he just like you know they it may be weird the writing may be weird but that's what it's for it's for the exhibition of that exactly. and then
1: whole vignette on what Jack and Meg they're the time machine duo right in Coffee mm. and Cigarettes yeah Jack thinks he's invented a time machine or mm. claims it's possible I need to watch that movie again it was well, those movies you watched, if you're our age, you watched it when you were 20 because it was, like, cool.
0: Yeah. Black yeah. and white. That's exactly how David described it to me. Is he was like, this is, like, this. down by law is, like, that level of pretentious that, like, I would want to watch when I was, like, a freshman in college. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, David, what did you think?
2: Um, I think this is definitely a great example for the indie movie Endurance Trek. It's like, <laughs> you know pretty instantly if you're going to vibe with this movie or not. And if you're not, if it's like daytime, if you're watching it, like, I don't know, while you're doing something else, you know, you could fall off. But Jim Jarmusch, like, is on the top of the list to think of vibe directors. Yeah. If you're in that vibe, you're in for it. I was in for the vibe. I remember I, I had sampled uh, Stranger Than Paradise when I was, like, pretty much just when I turned 19 or 20 mm-hmm. as, you know, the pretentious film check for myself. It's <clears throat> one of his
1: best as well.
2: Yeah. Um,. I, I did like it though. I, I'd seen it within the last year in uh, the previous iteration Filmstruck. Okay. And uh, it, it, there's just, it's super unique, his style. Not to keep harping on that, but the, the real spare, <clears throat> real spare black and white, and he really striving for vera similitude, kind of with like characters having real conversations. And in real life, not all your conversations are. You know, intensely charismatic, right. <clears throat> or there's not urgent drama all the time. <clears throat> Sometimes you guys are just talking about like, hey, what do you do for a living? Or right. you know, do you scream for ice cream? <laughs> yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. I think it's uh, if for a black and white movie that's kind of like on the seedy side, um, <clears throat> and then the uh, kind of the nature side. I think it's pretty beautiful in the the spare cinematography. Yeah. So, I was down for it, and I think that um, you can knock him for being weird, but I think the three performances are definitely very interesting. If you don't like them, I think you at least think they're interesting. That would be my thought.
0: Yeah. This yeah this, this may also be people's first exposure to Tom Waits as a human being, as far as his personality is concerned. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just listen to the music, you get that he's like a weird guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, normal people make, make kind of bizarre avant-garde music, without themselves presenting weird in interviews. But like he's always like the character the character Zach is the human being Tom Waits.
2: Yeah. They could have just called him Tom.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they didn't because they called Roberto Bob.
2: <laughs> I think
0: I think because they wanted that scene with uh Bob uh, fucking up their names. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Roberto Bedini was one of the
1: highlight acting for me in this. He was he was very good as the comic relief. I guess. <laughs> yeah, oh, he certainly
0: is the comic relief. Yeah.
1: I don't know. There are some moments that have me rolling with him, though. Um, yeah. The rabbit scene. and Before that. <laughs> yeah.
2: My mother, she is a strange woman. <laughs> stop talking to no one, strange woman. <laughs> rolling this. Uh,
1: and right before that is, you know, I think Jack is the one who corrects him. And he's like, stop complaining. You're lucky to be here. And he walks off and he's standing alone in this desolate swamp. Just learned about like alligators and snakes and shit. And he just looks around and goes, I am lucky
2: to be here. <laughs> and I thought that was so fucking funny. I also like when uh, you, they're all leaning against the bars. I really like the, uh, the prison scenes with them. Just how like uh, kind of interestingly boring it is. When uh, Jack is like, yeah, I was set up, man. And Zach's like, yeah, I was set up. And Bob's like, no, I killed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man,
0: man slaughter.
2: Uh, that was true, I killed him.
0: <laughs> and then I, I One love, shot. <laughs> I love when they were talking about, like, well, I was a cheat. I'm a really good cheat. But I, I was playing, and they just noticed I was a cheat. How do they notice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good cheat. <laughs> yeah. But the hardest I
1: laughed was when they found the shack. The first Jack, not the one with mm. Bob's eventual lover <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, but they find the first Jack, and they get so excited. They walk in, and uh Jack finds the matches. And he's like, <gasps> "Matches!" And they light it. <laughs> then they all just sit in it, and it's the same like setup from the cell. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach even says more the same here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then not a ton to talk about. I think aside from Roberto Benini, uh, Robbie Mueller was the yeah. cinematographer, and he passed away almost a year to the day. Yeah, as we we're recording this. Mm. And going, um,
0: going through his body of work, and he's done a lot of, you know, considered great movies. Not well, a lot, but I, I mean, think the
1: big thing to know with him is uh, Jarmish, Peter Bogdanovich, and Lars Vontrier were all kind of like exclusively yeah, mm-hmm, for yeah. cinematography. Uh, also, in digital cinematography, I think David might know more about this than I do, but I think he was kind of one of the pioneers for that. I think I saw that somewhere when I was reading mm-hmm. earlier.
0: He did a lot of work with uh, Wim Wenders also, or Wim Wenders, I don't know how to say his name correctly. Um, More more prolific German.
2: I consider him like kind of a a German Jim Jarmusch, you know. They're kind of the same kind of vibe for me. I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but like Paris, Texas reminds me of Jarmusch, that Wenders does.
0: Yeah. I I was just about to look to see if Jim Jarmusch is his real name, and it is. He was like, what if Jim Jarmusch named himself Jim Jarmusch after Wim Wenders? <laughs> and then there's all these alliterative directors who make these like bizarre, black and white indie dramas. Mm-hmm. But, so, music was good, right?
2: It has a couple songs from Tom Waits' Dogs in it, which is a fantastic album. I think the rest of them were written by John Lurie. Yeah, played Jack yeah this one this movie secretly has and I had no idea beforehand but two musician turned actors
1: yeah yeah that's Lurie's kind of thing more than acting I think he just kind of acts with drummish and then like little bit roles mm-hmm. here and there yeah I didn't I don't, I didn't really
0: know who he's got, he's got some Grammys yeah I didn't know who he was um but he's got a orchestra I guess <laughs> yeah yeah he won a Grammy
1: for composing the soundtrack for Get Shorty yeah um the same award that,
0: like, I guess Zach Rafflin for Garden State. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I'm real. I have a fascination with Tom Waits. I don't. I don't think it's possible to say that you love Tom Waits because his music. Nobody, including Tom Waits, loves Tom Waits. Right. Well, <laughs> everything that he does and everything he produces, and this sounds really up my own ass about it, but it is so arm's length. Like the like the music he makes is un, is intentionally difficult. Mm -hmm. to like he doesn't make a record that you sit down and listen from like start to finish side A, side B like there's just hiccups and false starts that are like put there on purpose
2: same with his like conversational style like percussion using trash cans or like he'll have like a broken calliope yeah he does like yeah I mean I think I've
1: told both of y'all but one of my favorite Tom Waits interviews was with Terry Gross Fresh Air NPR and he was talking about him and his wife had like they put microphones in trash cans and roll trash cans down hills, and she was like, "Oh, did that make it to the album?" And he was just like, "No, it sounded terrible." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just fucking weird. Yeah, yeah okay. he's got the the rare like pop hit, but when I say rare, I don't mean like three or four songs per album. I mean like one every
0: twenty years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like could possibly be played on the radio. And he and he writes a lot, and he sells songs to like Springsteen and like Big Axe, but you know, he doesn't see the success because I think that he's, like, he's a... He is a tough listen and has, like, a barrier up. And I'm not saying a tough listen is in, like, oh, you just don't get it. I mean, like, people who, like, do get it, that's part of it. Like... Yeah, and he's... he's oddly, still touring, which is crazy.
1: I mean, we were at uh, Pisgah Brewery recently, the three of us. Brett was there, too. But he played there, like, you know, in January of this year. Yeah. And he played on the little stage and not the big stage because... But why was he like, it's in a t- town 40 minutes outside of a small, big city?
2: Yeah, I've seen him live, and you, this goes to the point that everything Tom Waits kind of does is of uh, of a movement. Yeah. Like, if it's an interview or a screen role or his music, it feels like it's all the same kind of, there's sure. on a continuum there. Um, I saw him live. Um, when I was in college, and it was the part that was the best was the banter in between. Yeah, he's such a weirdo um, rather than the, the songs that you know I also, also like, but that yeah. was like the kind of uh, fun, more fun part of it.
0: Yeah, you should if, if you're interested in this enigma of a man, there's an interview from the 70s that he had to do on this uh, Australian variety show, and he really kind of throws this dude for a loop as he keeps asking him questions. And Tom Waits will just, without skipping a beat, ask him like, "Can we smoke here?" And the guy goes, "What? Uh, no. Uh, can we get an ashtray?" And before he's done even saying, "Can we get an ashtray?", T- Waits has lit a cigarette <laughs> and is currently smoking it. And then he asks if, like, he can get a drink. And when the host kind of looks perplexed, he's like, "No, we don't. We don't drink on the show." He just pulls a flask out of his pocket and starts drinking. <laughs> uh, and then he, he just kind of fills the silences with these weird idioms that he. He, like, says that he didn't make up, but, like, really feel like they do. Because they're just... They don't mean anything. Right. But it's it's a lot of fun. So, when I was thinking about, you know, talking about Jim Jarmusch movies, I was like, I don't know if I'm really equipped to talk about them. I've seen a couple. I like them. And I really do think that the best thing that Jarmusch does is he's got an eye for cinematography. He's, you know, he, he surrounds himself with great actors. I think that when you get a Jarmusch script... Like, you definitely place it at the top of your pile as an actor. And he's, um, you know, his, his his writing is offbeat and interesting. Uh, but other than that, I don't know what else I have to say. Because I'm kind of a rookie when it comes to Jarmish. But I know a lot about Tom Waits. And that was it. That was the part that I said, like, a couple minutes ago. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about other musicians turned actors. So I think that's kind of fun. You know, in the stand-up comedy world, there's a joke that uh it's not a full joke but like there's a a constant comment that uh stand-up comics want to be rock stars and rock stars want to be comedians Mm -hmm. and i think that's there's a similar vein in that actors want to be singers and singers want to be actors Mm -hmm. um you know as i said at the top of the show uh tom waits you know famously in an interview said that he was done with music even though he's still making it and wants to be an actor and so, since then, we've seen a bunch of stuff, including a movie last year that we were all pretty high on, Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, he plays the, uh, the prospector, mm-hmm. and I think one of the best, like, little vignettes there. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, he's been in bit roles in uh, the movie Domino, uh, the weird Kieran Knightley film. I remember that movie. I think he's in Mystery Men. He's in Mystery Men. Uh, he's been in, you know...
2: He's in Dracula. As, like, I think uh, Dracula's henchman kind of guy. But, you know, been in a bunch of... That's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought it was uh, Rip Torn's Dracula. <laughs> but he's got a he's got <laughs> a real, not, not Confetti Rip Torn. <laughs> not Rip Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's, he's got... The movie would be amazing! But, like, he's in the, the Old Man and the Gun, The Dead Don't Die. He was in Book of Eli as the engineer. Imaginary mm-hmm. Name of Dr. Parnassus, he basically... Uh, he's yeah. played the devil in a bunch of different movies. Yeah, he's good at that. Because he's got that face and that voice. Um, but, yeah, he's he's probably one of my favorite musicians-turned-actors, only because he's he doesn't play a role, really. We
1: were talking the last episode a little about... Uh, d d and the balance arc uh, stuff from uh, Taz yeah uh, he's definitely a chaotic
0: neutral Tom Waits <laughs> yeah my, like, absolutely yeah um, but I was just going to kind of put it out there what are some of your favorite other films with actors turned musician or favorite
2: musician actors 'Cause you can go a couple ways. I think we probably good to rule out anyone that didn't have success as a singer or band first and then became an yeah. actor. Like I'm not
0: talking about Keanu Reeves and his band Dogstar. Yeah. I think another one to rule out too is people like Donald Glover, who sure. wasn't necessarily I mean
1: he was a writer first, I think. That's how he started, mm-hmm. right? With Sturdy Rock. His first like big gig. Yeah, he was right for 30, right? When and he was like 21 or whatever. And
0: his first on-screen is in, uh, like, with a improv, tr- a sketch comedy troupe. Derek Comedy. Yeah, Derek Comedy. yeah. Um, but I don't know, when you said this, I immediately went to
1: a few, like, big-time performances. I don't know if they're necessarily the best actors that were turned, uh, musicians that were turned actors, but just, like, one-offs that were incredible. Mm-hmm. Cher popped into my head. For Moonstruck, um, Lady Gaga obviously from yeah. last year, and I think one that we kind of forget about because he became more of an actor than a rapper, um, but incredible in Boys in the Hood was Ice Cube, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and just good in general, too. true And that that turned me into a, some more people that I forget are musicians first, like Mark Wahlberg. I just consider an actor now,
0: yeah, because he's
1: phenomenal. Yeah, you know, he's a great actor.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think everyone wants to forget that long nightmare known as Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. (laughs) That song is a fucking (laughs) joke.
2: Or, uh, I can't remember what was first, but Jennifer Lopez, I guess she was a fly girl, then did she do some music? Well, I guess Selena's probably before her music career, so. Yeah. Scratch her. Yeah. Um... The one I thought of immediately, because it's just one of my favorite movies, and he is a, he's he got a bunch of roles, is Justin Timberlake, you know, part of his Greatest Living American era. Yes, he's a good actor. Him being him in Social Network is great. Oh, yeah. And I think it's a core tenet of one of the reasons why you get a musician turned actor is, as a musician, you're you selling your charisma, and it's I think it's easy for a movie to borrow that for a cameo or a small thing. To kind of liven up a movie. And I think he, he, as the Napster guy, Sean Parker, does a great job of making that guy just a little bit weird, a little charismatic. You understand why Mark Zuckerberg would kind of fall under his thrall a little bit or be influenced by him.
1: Sure. I think following up on what you're saying with JT2 is his uh, little side performance in uh, Inside Louis Davis. Yeah. is also just like total charisma driven. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who Lewin Davis hates, but you don't know why because when you see him on screen, he's just fucking like, he's like the best dude ever. He's just like always happy and so nice to everybody. That's probably why Lewin hates him. Yeah. But no, that's a good call. The, you know, you're famous for a reason kind of thing.
0: So use that in other mediums. Yeah. yeah
2: that's one of your tools that a film can borrow. Right.
0: I had no idea that uh, that Jared Leto had an acting career long before 30 Seconds to Mars. I just feel like 30 Seconds to Mars has been around
2: for all eternity. <laughs> he was in something, something as a kid. This is in So-Called Life, My So-Called Life. Yeah, that's right. In the early 90s.
0: But he was in like the Thin Red Line, 98, Fight Club, 99. Like Girl Interrupted, American Psycho, Reckoning for a Dream. I just thought that, that 30 Seconds to Mars came out before that. But no, their first album was 2002. Right. I just feel like they've been making... I've always heard of him as musician-turned-actor. But I guess he's just kind of walked both paths. He just stopped acting to play music for a while. Mm -hmm. I I mean, if that happened, I don't don't see where because he's he's in at least a movie a year. Huh.
2: Um, Maybe it's because he made Mr. Nobody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he just... As an apology to the world, he stopped acting for a few years. Uh, Another
1: one, just we're (sighs) talking about Oscars because that's what we do here. Um, got a couple of nominations. Another person I forget was a musician first but he definitely was is Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had some trouble finding films now that I'll just say are good. <laughs> yeah. But he had a stretch there that were really impressive. I mean he's really good in Ali and then I think Pursuit of Happiness is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the I Am Legend. I, I'm, you know. Yeah it's good and one of my favorite films of his is the uh, one where he fakes the uh, being Sidney Poitier's son, you all seen uh, that? Is that
2: six degrees of separation? Yeah, yeah.
1: But he's really good in that in a small role, and that's his first, I think,
2: like film. I'm kind of, I'm. Uh, it is interesting, like the people that have long film careers that started in music, but it's almost more interesting for me of the people just pop for one movie. Agree. And then uh, kind of just go back. I guess I'm thinking of like a uh, who's a good ex- Eminem. Um, is great in 8 Mile because um, that's basically kind of written about his life. Yeah. Does a pretty people. good freaking uh, performance there. Yeah. He goes back to it and has just the power of his cameo is one of the best parts of Funny People is his cameo. Yeah. <laughs> where he also tells, like, Ray Romano, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I like the one offs too that are so small. The Like, wow. Wild- why did you want to do this? Right. And one of the ones that pops in my head for that is the Friday Night Lights film version and Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. He's so good in that. He is. And it's such a small, weird role for him to be like a country superstar.
2: Yeah, he's an alcoholic, and instead of the, like the, the hat, he's just balding in that. You just show him yeah. balding and... Was, you don't vulnerable. know if it's Tim McGraw, you know, yeah.
0: if you're not a, a yep. big fan. But if you want to do like a... Uh, <clears throat> like just a oh I want to be in a movie just to be in a movie and I like this movie about football like you sign up for that role right like <laughs> abusive father alcoholic like that's pretty insane but while we're talking I know that you guys are on a on a on a bend about uh, one offs uh, <laughs> fucking
2: bullshit no
0: when you're talking about country music it reminded me uh, someone who's had a pretty great acting career is Dwight Yoakum. yeah he's, he's a good actor man. yeah he's great
2: villain in a panic room y'all say panic room yeah he's a
1: great villain in that as but,
2: the uh the the evil evilest member of the trio. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just I mean, just a just a strange little filmography. I think this is also just like people he likes to work with. Uh he is in both crank movies. Uh <laughs> as the doctor that is consulted by yeah. Jason Statham.
2: Uh <laughs> good but, bag.
0: But recently Logan Lucky where he plays the warden, mm. which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck. Logan Lucky's such a rod man.
2: George has not read the next novel yet. It's been seven years. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that scene. (laughs) The Game of Thrones (laughs) scene. I guess
1: riding that tip of the, like, how did you end up being an actor, musician, I always think of a... I remember when Saved came out, and being like, Mm. Mandy Moore's fucking great in Saved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so weird. Because she was just such a, like, teen bop icon in, like, early high school, late middle school for me. Right. That. I mean, apologies now if she ever hears this, but mm I guess, like, talentless... Yeah, hot, you know, yeah, teenager. One-hit wonder from yeah. the
2: late 90s, and, you know?
1: Uh, man, she just turned that into, like, Emmy nominations and all kinds of
2: shit. Yeah.
0: So you guys can get back to your one-offs.
2: Sure. Another interesting... Uh, <laughs> well, <I guess laughs> we'll do. Moving right along. I guess it's not a one-off, because <clears throat> there's also a John Waters movie, but Debbie Harry in Videodrome is kind of just like... She's just a weird one. She's just fucking cool, and that's just a bizarre-ass movie. Um, kind of just leads lead some of her icy cool persona again. Either stealing your charisma, or st- you know, shortcutting some persona. You already know what this character's kind of like. Yeah. To be in there, I know she's in um, Hairspray, the original movie before it was a musical. Um, I think that was just kind of she liked some fun directors: Cronenberg, John Waters. There.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, for these one-offs, I think it's I think it's probably either. Musicians want to spend a day on set and want to act, or like a week on set, or they want to work with a director, or vice versa, where the director is like, I really like this person, I want them to like, because, I mean, that is probably how Jarmusch and Waits got together, because they probably both admired each other's work, and they were like, well, let's collaborate on something, and Waits <laughs> is like, you got your movie into my music,
2: and I got my music into your movie, we'll call it Down By Law. It reminds me of the Arrested Development with Job and Tony Wonder, where they pe- keep going like same with each other. It's like, what's your favorite color? Red, same. <laughs> I mean, that's like the first hour of their conversation. <laughs> Waits in the gym.
0: Yeah. What's, what's your favorite music instrument? A dumpster
2: with piano strings tied up on top of it? <laughs> same. Same. We, sh- we should hang out. <laughs> Do you eat, Is your diet primarily... Influenced by what raccoons do? Same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a question. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very specific, but that was deep in the conversation. They, were, not, they were beyond the question and answer format yeah, by that point. Yeah, yeah not not a one off, but another kind of like impressive uh, foray. I know he's done some other stuff, but uh, meatloaf and Fight Club. we yeah. spoke, spoke uh, about Fight Club. He was really effective in that man. Rocky
1: Horror twenty years before that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't get out of my head of <laughs> Jim Jarvis being like, "Is your diet primarily based off what raccoons do?" And Tom <laughs> Waits being like, "Yeah." The Jim Jarvis being like, "Fucking gross, man!
2: <laughs> get out here, fucking psycho!" <laughs> Were you inside my dumpster last night?
0: <laughs> what I keep thinking about is that video when of the where they gave the raccoons cotton candy because raccoons wash their food before they eat it, so they take the cotton candy, put it in water, and then it dissolves, and they're like. What the fuck? <laughs> it's so upsetting. I don't like those
1: videos. It makes my, my heart hurt. <laughs> Poor raccoons.
0: Uh, I can't be the Stan they claim to be if I don't mention, I think, one of the best musicians turned actors uh, in uh, Chris Bridges, or Ludacris. Uh, he's in the Fast series, starting with Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, and then reprises his role as Tej. But he's also been in other stuff where he's been really good.
2: Great in the opening scene of Crash.
0: Yeah, I think he's. I think he's one of these the standout performances in Crash. You have to lay them end to end. I
2: think he leads a lot of uh, credibility to uh, hustle and flow. Yeah, he's like the famous Memphis rapper in the area that uh, Terrence Howard is trying to, you know, get his mixtape to or try to get his uh, his CD to. Yeah, um, has has a great scene in that movie.
0: But yeah, I, I, I love me some some ludicrous. As a, on, on screen, he, it's the same thing as he always plays a charisma, charisma role. Mm-hmm. Um, which,
2: role for charisma.
0: Yeah, which makes sense for, <laughs> we we can't just turn into like, like a, the, the Adventure Zone fan cast.
2: <laughs> well, we could. <laughs>
1: um, I think David is high on this movie. I've never seen it, but Tunde Bimbe, the lead singer of, uh. Oh yeah, TV on the radio. TV on the radio is apparently pretty good. Richard's getting married, right? Yeah,
2: he's is, he's is, he's pretty great in that as just being like a normal guy. Yeah, um, but I do love that movie. So do I.
0: And he is he is really good in it, at playing like the soon to be husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. we call those grooms.
2: Uh, <laughs> yes, um, <clears throat> forgot that husband uh, to
0: be. <laughs> um,
1: one of my favorites recently is uh, after we had all watched Dunkirk on the podcast, we were like, was that Harry Styles? (laughs) I think it was.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like a a bland menagerie of English whites in that movie. All the same age, all the same haircut almost. It could have been like all green screened, the same guy, and I probably wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. Bunch of Harry Styles clones, one Dunkirk. Uh,
0: One of my... uh, favorite strange movies Be Kind, Rewind. And I think in large part because of Most Deaf. Mm-hmm. I think he is a terrific... Uh, like, I just think he plays well to the Michelle Gondry style of just mm-hmm. like, here's a bunch of weird lines that you're going to deliver and he just kind of fits in well even though he's kind of the straight man in that. He definitely is compared to fucking... Black's character yeah. yeah but who at a certain point in the movie gets electricity and magnetism powers yes <laughs> yeah, which is very crucial to the film to <laughs> yeah. so the plot of the movie yeah. he has my favorite line in that
1: which is when he's running down the street trying to look for the VHS copy of the Ghostbusters yeah fucking beat is weird shit in that movie I forgot <laughs> about that movie but uh, he's he's on the phone and you can't hear on the other side of the conversation but he's like hey I need a copy of Ghostbusters and then he starts running down the street he's like oh you have it he said, "Oh, I need it on VHS." Yeah, that's what they said about Laserdisc. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really good. Also, he's also fantastic in casting too for The Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, so, yeah, he's a great, great for
2: prefect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he really can deliver zany lines seriously for comic effect really well in that movie. Yeah, really grounds some crazy situations.
1: I feel like we should mention uh, Barbara Streisand here. Um, all right, I've never, I've never
2: seen any of them. I've never seen like the way we were or any of that. Yeah, it's kind of escaped me, but uh, definitely a big, big influence on right on film. There, similarly, uh, Dolly Parton, uh, big, big influence, especially Nine to Five, right? Like doing soundtrack for it and kind of starring in it. Another uh, charisma magnet in that movie.
0: I, I feel like she's also kind of like the Jared Leto, where she never. Not like Jared Leto. The, the two are obviously. In, in, it's <laughs> no, the, no, no. I'm following. It's the incomparable Dolly Parton and then Jared Leto. <laughs> but uh, where Dolly Parton never was a musician and then she was an actress. She, like, walked both lanes her life. You know, maybe she had, like, a. Like a Foray into acting, but like music was never put on hold. And I appreciate that, and that I like when people make that difficult the distinction there. Like back when Timberlake was in Social Network, like was he more musician or more actor? Like he was both, mm-hmm. and that's a really tough fucking gig to pull. Like Lady Gaga, going from American Horror Story to Star is Born, like meanwhile releasing I think like like her best album in Joanna mm-hmm. uh, or Joanne. Like I, that's that's a phenomenal feat, uh, mm. and I really appreciate that. A couple more close uh,
1: close recent ones that I've been impressed with too are uh, Mary J Blige and her like two. She was in Umbrella Academy, she was fine in that, but she was really impressive, I thought, in Mudbound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, It's fine with her getting nominated there. That was kind of out of nowhere for me with her, mm-hmm. um, and also even though she was kind of overshadowed in her two big critically successful films by Naomi Harris in Moonlight and by Octavia Spencer and Taraji P. Henson in uh... Hidden Figures. Yes. Yep. Uh, but Janelle Monáe is a hell of an actress too. Yeah,
2: I love Janelle Monáe. Yeah. Yeah, she's phenomenal in Hidden Figures. I probably would have had her as the nominee from that movie.
1: I'm, I might have. I was a big fan of Octavia Spencer's character in mm-hmm. that film. Yeah. Um But I, I was fine with any of them, honestly. That's a great little movie. I need to watch that again.
0: Yeah, it's like... The The least difficult watch of all those best pictures. Right. That's I always like when there's one best picture nominee that's like, oh, this one goes down like sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to some of them that just feel like the most acrid fucking medicine. Uh, we were just talking outside before we recorded, like... Am I going to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse again? Like, yeah, probably a dozen times. Yeah. Am I going to watch Stars Born again? Maybe if I'm feeling real sad and, like, my <laughs> wife maybe is out of town. Yeah,
1: maybe the first hour and a half. <laughs> like, if it's like, Andy feeds his dog a snake and the movie's over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a star was born. <laughs> um, so, are there any, like, really awful examples that you can think of? I mean, I'm
2: sure... Yeah, there's. uh, I think Madonna is a good case for maybe dipping into that well too much or trying to do too much. Yeah, Uh, she kind of lost with the league of their own. It was good and kind of went downhill from there. That was fun in like a small portion and then, uh, you know, horrible in the, what's the castaway movie she was in, Um, directed by her husband, swept away. Oh god. One of the worst reviewed movies like of all time. <laughs> movies. And she was the in, movies. I guess if you're into the musical you probably liked it, but Evita was not everybody's bag and not really good in Dick Tracy either. You know, a small <laughs> role but I guess that was before Lee like, Yeah. Um
1: she's in the other one too where she cut the movie that she covered American Pie for. You remember that? Mm mm. Oh fuck. It was real bad.
0: I remember hearing that there was also a movie because uh, she was married to Guy Ritchie for a long time. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if they're still married. I think they divorced. Yeah. But there was a movie that was like kind of a quiet, like hour ten romance, where it's basically just Guy Ritchie and Madonna starring in a movie about them, like about themselves, just rolling around on a beach. Is that the Castaway? That's one swept away. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah people are have, like that. Is the most like self indulgent fucking grown fest. The next best thing is the movie
1: I was talking about. Uh, um, she was also in Die Another Day.
2: <clears throat> oh yeah, she's a cameo where she's like fencing or something. And they uh, use one uh, of her songs. totally forgot she's one of the witches
1: in the first room in Four Rooms too. Hmm. She's fine in that because there's three other people in the short film's only 20 minutes off. So.
0: Nice. <laughs> Any other examples, or do we want, want to not I mean, beat people up right now?
1: No, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. There's people like Ice-T, who's making most of his money off acting. Mm-hmm. He's not good in SVU.
0: I mean... He serves his purpose. I mean, I would argue that he is. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a different kind of acting when you're in mean, a monster of the week, like... like Crime procedural. I guess show. there's just no range, right? He's acted. He's acted yes. now the way he did in
1: 2001. Yeah, on that show, but that character has no arc. <laughs> yes, you don't need a good actor for that character.
2: I have one movie that I think is kind of underseen and has a very surprisingly effective performance. Is People versus v- Larry Flint? Yeah. Courtney Love. Courtney Love is actually really good in that. She is good in that. Um, she's kind of a. I mean, she's had a very tumultuous life, pre and post the death of her husband. But she's uh, she's very grounded in that movie and just feels like an actor rather than just like a stunt cast. Um, she does very good in that movie. And that's, I think that movie is underrated. Wait, I forgot
0: about the one that is always in my head that I think about every time. And it's Flea. Back to the Future or... Uh... Big Lebowski Big Lebowski all of it yeah <laughs> Flea's just great he pops up in Point Break like he pops up in so many like movies just being like background guy he's also in uh, Charlie Sheen who's the Republican actress
1: who's in the news now Buffy the original Buffy Sarah Michelle Gellar no No, uh, the movie Buffy oh from like the Christy 80's Swanson yeah is that it so maybe The Getaway oh uh, yeah Flea I think is like chasing them like trying to get on the news or whatever I think that's Flea. <laughs> I, just googled, sorry. I just googled
0: the Feta. Uh, <laughs> that <those> was actually Tick. <laughs> uh, Flea is in the, the the remake of Psycho with Vincent D'Onofrio really? starring as Norman Bates. Yeah, he, he plays... Uh, Wait. The, Vince Vaughn. Sorry, Vince Vaughn. Okay. yeah. I was like, there's another one? <laughs> uh, he, Who does he, he play? He plays the uh, the store assistant. Okay. That, what's his name, works at?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that
0: was a shot-for-shot Shot remake Warnson. until Brent reviewed it
1: on the podcast.
0: I kept telling Kelly that it was a shot-for-shot Shot remake, and I was like, "Have you seen Psycho?" She's like, "Yep," and I was like, "Yeah, this is the shot-for-shot remake." She's like, "No, it's not. Like, you've seen the original, right?" She goes, "Yeah, with Christian Bale." I'm like, "That is
2: not Psycho." <laughs> to be fair, that is not a shot-for-shot shot remake of American Psycho. No. She's 100% correct there. Yeah, she nailed that one. Another weird one that sticks out just because being a Bill Murray head is uh, David Johansson, New York Dolls, and Scrooge. as like the uh, crazy cabbie guy. Present, like, yeah. Christmas the Christmas present, I think? Yeah, the yeah. scuzzy bombed-out hobo cabbie guy. He's just always uh, uh, jumped out to me as like, what an interesting character. And he's hot, just, hot, hot, hot. Yeah, he uses that that voice really well.
1: Yeah, he's in the Bill Murray Christmas special, too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he He sings the Pogue song
0: with What's-Her-Name. You know, (laughs) What's-Her-Name. In this dumb list that I found on Ranker.com, how could we forget the acting range of one Mariah Carey? She Uh, was really good in Precious. Yeah, after that, can't think of anything. (laughs) Yeah, she was a social worker in Precious, wasn't she? Yeah. She is, she is really good in that. Kind of redeems himself. I saw that that, the, uh, that one review of Glitter said that Mariah Carey had the acting range of a parakeet. <laughs> I guess Mariah Carey proved to us in Precious that parakeets can act pretty well.
2: <laughs> but... Uh, only other person I kind of have on my, my short list here to talk about is uh, David Bowie. He's got some interesting cameos. Like Zoolander, he's really fun. And he's also you know Jareth the goblin king in labyrinth
0: yeah I would I would count that more if he'd only done cameos as himself like I'm not counting out yeah, John yeah. who's been Elton John and like the king's been the golden Circle.
2: sure he's also in uh I haven't seen it uh, i was thinking Brent had saw it but the the man who fell to earth is one of those like like cult classic kind of yeah. sci-fi People love that movie type movies that he's supposed to be really good and I haven't uh gotten around to seeing that but Definitely a uh, unique presence, whether in film or movies. Yeah.
1: The movie is what Charlie Sheen and Kristen Stewart is called, The Chase, not The Getaway. The okay, And it does Starfleet, uh, who's driving a monster truck, trying to catch them, uh, and his passenger is Anthony Kiedis. Yep. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, people have said that Anthony Kiedis is really terrible in it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. I think there was like some Kristen Stewart side boob in 1996. TJ was all about that. Okay. That's why Kristen I watched it.
2: Kristen Stewart. Yeah, not, not Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really young. That'd be really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
1: Might actually deserve an edit. Um, there's some
2: classic <laughs> ones here that I just don't think, I don't know that we're the best suited for. I mean, there's Elvis, a bunch of Elvis movies.
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen him on the list of best musicians
2: turned actors and also worst musicians turned actors. Yeah. And one more successful that I always kind of forget about, um, well, it's hard to remember on Christmas, but is Frank Sinatra. Well, actually won an Academy Award and had, had, has been in some serious movies. I
1: never considered him turned anything. He was just like, he does all the stuff. Entertainer. Yeah. Right. Same like, like, like... Sammy Davis Jr. Or, right. Yeah.
0: I think Bing Crosby's also... Was I think a honestly most people stuff. from that era. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: You weren't an yeah.
2: actor
0: or a musician. You were you were a performer. Like Doors Day. Like, she wasn't a
1: something turned I'm Sure, something.
2: like, what's Gene Kelly? He, he started like singing, dancing, and acting all Judy the same Carling, time. Judy
1: Garland falls in that, too. Yeah. That's just kind of that... You're just famous, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but
0: this is all I really had. I just wanted to kind of like. Yeah, no, that's like, fun. That's
1: something well, I've always wanted to like. It's one of those things you talk about. I feel like when you talk about movies, sitting around a fire or whatever. You know what I mean. Is yeah. there
2: is there a best out there?
1: Like career wise, I would push hard for Ice Cube. Honestly, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe Mark Wahlberg. Nominated a couple times now. Doesn't really make horrible movies.
2: Will Smith would kind of come to mind, too. Yeah. The high highs of of his stuff.
0: Yeah, if you're talking successes in both camps, I think those are three great picks.
2: Mm -hmm. What about best single performance?
0: You can't ignore Lady Gaga in Mm Star is
2: Born. Pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty good. I haven't seen Moonstruck. I haven't either. Or maybe I would stand for that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think Brent is, is the sole Moonstruck. Yeah. Watcher Moonstriker <laughs> Everyone knows Breezy the Moonstriker <laughs> This character retires Damn it, TJ <laughs>
0: <laughs> Intelligence buff <laughs> <laughs> But She's She's great in Death Becomes Her Is she in that? No, 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 no. it's not her
1: That's Meryl Streep Oh, the- I'm thinking
0: in Witches in The Witches of Eastwick, Eastwick yeah. That's something you have It's like in the weird pool of movies that our mom really
2: loves. Yeah. She loves witch movies. Yeah. I watched
1: Mask a lot, but I don't remember Mm -hmm. her being anything particularly good in it.
0: Yeah. But,
2: I'm fine with the wind down if we want to get to next week's homework. Sure. And I think it comes, uh, I'm gonna do it. It comes, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It comes, comma, I'm going to do it, comma, here it is, the words that I'm speaking. <laughs> it's um, like a BoJack Horseman joke. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing my uh, rewatch movies of the 2010s. Yeah. Um, something I haven't seen since it came out, and I think we have some people that aren't big fans of it, or haven't seen it, so I'd be curious to see what you guys think. Electrifying. It's a Hulu movie. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Oh uh, no! Do your finger foreign language movie. Uh Force majeure.
0: Is that the title of it? Yeah. It's it's called, is that an adjective for a movie you're about to say?
2: Force majeure. It's a uh, there's an avalanche at a ski resort, and a uh, uh, father has a choice about what to do in that, and the repercussions off of it. You know, if you're into. Uh, uh, if you're missing Game of Thrones, it's got one of the Game of Thrones actors in it. Um, who's the big... Uh, uh, Christopher Northling Hedrick. guy. Oh. Uh, fuck, his name the is The beard drinking Giant's milk. T- Tormund Giant's Giant's Bane is in it. Basically with his full I'm shooting Game of Thrones beard. Nice. Um, yeah, that movie. Force Majeure. Cool. Um, very... Um, not controversial, but very... Uh, you can go one of two ways on it. A lot of people really liked it. A lot of people really disliked it. Christopher Herschel. <laughs> How have you? How you? Oh, it's the guy who directed The Square. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Ruben okay. Ruben or some... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ruben Austin.
1: Correct. Alright, 119 minutes. I was like, if this movie's four hours long, David, you'd go
2: fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's the first time that you like protest, don't watch something.
2: Yeah. The last one I signed was Scott Pilgrim, so now the opposite end is 10-hour foreign-language movie you can only see in a library. That's true, though. The worst of
1: those, was, what did Marty turn into?
0: What? We last assigned, Emperor. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like,
2: yay, Marty! And it's like, oh, just getting The Last Emperor. It's like, no! <laughs> it's like, the shortest Best Picture winner goes to one of the longest Best Picture winners. Yeah, deal with it. I'm, assign, I'm assigning films now.
1: <laughs> films. <laughs> I'm a scientist. <laughs> I'm,
2: a, I'm a movie scientist. <laughs> <laughs> so, force majeure. Hulu. 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 Anyway,
0: <laughs> this has been Talky Talk, podcast of media bias.com. You can find us on Facebook. We've got a bunch of stuff on there. Go look at our page. You'll get linked to our groups TV bias, games bias, movie bias. You can send us an email, themediabyus at gmail.com. You can Hi. tweet at us, at themediabyus. You can find us on Instagram, where we only uh, do uh, uh, thirst traps. <laughs> and uh, lastly, I want to say special thanks to the Willow Walkers for the intro. <laughs> <Sweet laughs> thanks to uh, Boris for the, the outro. Booroo booroo. And give us a rating on your favorite app. And thanks for joining me. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. <laughs> Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town, slow folks. Long time ago,
2: kicking out records of all the things that I know. All the things.